0: everyone. Welcome to The Autumn Show, motivated by thought and inspired by life. From my heart to your ears, I speak. Today's episode, I will give the disclaimer that it is recorded in my car, but I want to let you know that This is really just where I'm at, and at this point in my journey of my podcast, I feel it's best to give it to you as it comes to me. So, stay tuned and listen to this next episode. May the eleventh. It's currently four eleven. Interesting. Eleven eleven. Um, I feel compelled to record this moment because I'm watching a workshop session that is talking about systemic issues and how societal classifications has had an impact on the mindset of people. One statement that was made was around being in poverty and from a child growing up in a space and place of poverty, yields a psychological challenge that one grows up with indicating this fear of challenging higher power. Additional to that it was said that someone that grew up, uh, experienced poverty in child years is less likely to challenge superiors. And it spoke volumes to me in hearing it because I, I won't say that I feel like I grew up in a poverty home. I know we were impoverished to an extent, based on where my family is um, from. And I know that the poverty mindset was something that was definitely in my home, but I can't lie and say that I feel like I grew up in poverty. Granted, the reason or justifying nature around that for me, comes from just simply knowing that we had food on the table, we lived in a decent neighborhood in-house, but I know like from a rations perspective and I didn't have the most lavish clothes so I would consider myself low class. I grew up low class um, per se, but in retrospect of what I've witnessed and seen from people who live in poverty or are low class, it would then be perceived that I may have grown up more middle class than anything, um, which is fair, but I feel like the dynamic of being a black female and growing up in a home of family members, women from Kingston, Jamaica, that is a poverty country, island. The ideology and the behaviors and livelihood stemmed from that poverty. I remember my mom Um, still works to this day to the same, at the same place that she did when I was a child. And loyalty was the biggest lesson in that. And the things that she taught me, not verbally, but in her actions was when you find a job and you are privileged to get offered the job you do everything you can to keep that job regardless of how it may challenge you or push you you do it to the best of your ability always and one lesson I remember my mom verbally telling me was you don't be late there's a stigmatism there is a view of what people quote-unquote called CPT. So, you know, you have EST and um, PST and (laughs) CST, which is Eastern Standard Time, Pacific Standard Time. There's Mountain Time, sorry, and Central Standard Time. But there's CPT, which is Color People Time, which means always late. And my mother was so adamant at not being late like ever ever she was always early and when I say early it's like over 30 minutes early and it annoyed me because I felt like why do we always have to be the very first people why do we always have to be sitting there it's set up and the event is not even started yet And I didn't understand it so much then. I was more annoyed by it as a child. And now as an adult, looking at it and seeing how it's made me equally as adamant about timeliness, but it has been imprinted on my behaviors, especially in professional settings. Outside of professional settings, any social gatherings or events and things I always aim to being early. And when circumstances or situations hinder my ability to be early or on time, I'm like utterly frustrated in in observing and sitting with that with myself in this moment. I realize the reason that I get so frustrated is because I don't like to be labeled anything other than just me. And I feel like the behavior has a label. Being late has a label. Being in the skin that I'm in and it's so hard. It's so complex and it's so uncomfortable to know that you can try your hardest, you can push at your best to be something and to show up and it still not be good enough. What is good enough? That's a good question. And knowing that within our uh, social world and the systematic nature of things is not necessarily set up for me to win but it's also not necessarily set up for me to fail. I feel like sometimes I've positioned my mind around the idea that it is an oppressed state and system to keep the mindset weighted and to keep the behaviors in line. But what are those lines and what are those boundaries? I believe that they're really just things that we imprint and impress on ourselves based on the things that we believe or have seen. But the thing that keeps us down as people in a society is feeling that you cannot press against those boundaries, that were or are pressed upon you. Because I found that when I did challenge myself to press against the boundary and push the mold, there was space for me. I made the space. But a little by little, opportunities began to open up and space began to be had and my voice could then be heard, which has given me more liberty than I would have ever thought or imagined. And in reflection of that, I'm proud of the small steps and chances that I've taken on others by sharing and being vulnerable I've been vulnerable so many times countless times in my life and in being vulnerable I've gotten hurt worse but there's something about the makeup in me and my mantra is there's no quit in me and because there's no quit in me even when I want to quit even when I want to give up, even when I want to stop. I can't, and I don't, and I won't. But there is a makeup of how my childhood life was growing up that hinders my ability to think of myself in any higher position, and more recently have been challenging to consider myself greater than what I've thought of as an achievement. and I'm very much proud of myself and grateful to get to this place. But even in it, being able to imprint that on others and open doors, just as much as doors have been opened for me, I'm now in a position to open doors for others. And I never, I never considered myself to be an advocate. And now finding myself floating in this space of advocacy and having a righteous drive for it. And I have no idea where it's gonna take me. And honestly, things are moving so quickly and there's so much, information and change that's happening that it doesn't even give any room for me to be afraid of that it's just moving and I'm just like okay here we go let's roll with it so we roll and I have no idea what's gonna come of it next But what I know for now is I'm here and I am pushing and I'm listening and I'm showing up not only for myself, but I am showing up for the people who lack the bravery, courage and voice to speak for themselves Whether you look like me or not, I feel like one of the commonalities that is out there is the fear of rejection. It doesn't matter what you look like. At some point in life, it doesn't matter where, we all find ourselves being afraid of that rejection and are afraid to speak up and out, whether that's to our parents about how we feel or what we're thinking, whether that's to a boss in a workplace or manager, whether that's to a friend or lover, whether that's at a restaurant, about the food that was piss poor, whatever facet of life, even looking at yourself in the mirror. Sometimes we can be afraid to face truths. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that this journey that I've been on in seeking out the truth, I'm beginning to feel freedom and liberty like I've never felt it before without fear open arms I know that my intention and my heart is truly in the right place and because of that I feel free to speak. So I do. And here I share how I feel and what I've experienced because someone needs to know that they are not alone in whatever circumstance, situation. Whether you consider yourself to be a minority, a black woman, a black man. If you are a human, there is some facet of something in your world and in your life that you may have experienced and found hard to face. But in this moment today, I just want to let you know that you are not alone. I felt alone for so long And over the past several months, I've been working and working and working and working on me. And in working on me, the more that I dig, partners, allies, friends, and love. shown up for me to tell me and show me that I am not alone even though the journey may not be the same and there may not even be a relation just knowing that however I feel or whatever I have experienced even going through my realization and healing, I'm not alone. And it has been the greatest gift that I could have not even asked for. And I'm grateful. I remember some months back, I don't even know if I recorded about it. I feel like I did, but it could have been in my head. But the phrase that came to me was, you will hear when you choose to listen. And in this moment, it arises again. You will hear when you choose to listen. And I will leave you with that thought. Thank you so, so much for listening and tuning in to The Autumn Show. Motivated by thought and certainly inspired by life. From my heart to your ears, I speak.